Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's one thing to hear what we look like. If you've imagined, wow, are Marvin's hands really that small? You have the opportunity. Download the app and you can watch for free. Fritzy's here. Seton's here. Paulie's here as well. The boys in the back ready to go. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of The Dan Patrick Show. Warriors even the series. Rolling the Celtics last night. Lightning come back, beat the Rangers in dramatic fashion. New York still up 2-1. Rafa Nadal wins the French. Baseball is led by the Yankees. They have the best record. The Angels are falling tonight. The Avalanche at the Oilers. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at tpshow. Uh, Fritzy has a game two limerick. Based off the results from last night, have that for you coming up as well. The other story that's sort of simmering there, and maybe it's not simmering anymore, it's front burner. Quinn Snyder said he doesn't want to coach the Utah Jazz anymore. Says that they need a new voice. And the Jazz have been one of the more consistent teams in the NBA. Made the playoffs six consecutive years. Consistency doesn't win you championships. Just ask Carl Malone and John Stockton. The Jazz have failed to advance past the second round in all six of those playoff appearances. And you got failed seasons, something in Utah needed to change, and the coach decided he was the one who was going to change. That normally doesn't happen. Seemed like they wanted to keep him there, and he thought, well, maybe they need a new voice. And then I thought, well, his name was mentioned for the Lakers opening. Now you announce that you're going to leave Utah? I would think while the Lakers job was open – 
if they did consider him. I did talk to somebody yesterday who said that job was Jawan Howard's if he wanted it. He just didn't want it. And I think it's a it, it's the right move on Jawan Howard's part because stay at Michigan. Stay there for as long as you want. They stuck by you, and you'll have that opportunity to coach in the NBA one day. But Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, are they going to be traded? One traded? Uh, you know, Quinn Snyder felt after eight years it was time to move on. And I don't know what GM Danny Ainge has planned. Keep that in mind. Danny Ainge left the Celtics, went to the Utah Jazz. But you start to hear who could Donovan Mitchell go to. I always love when I see these stories because it's, okay, let me see. Lakers going to be mentioned in there? Yeah, they are. I saw a report. Lakers, one of the three destinations. How about the Knicks? Now, these aren't reports. These are just, hey, let me speculate here. Let me throw it out there. I could get some clicks if I put the Lakers in there. The Knicks in there. The Heat in there. All right, I'm getting clicks. All right. And then I saw a story where it said, uh, Donovan Mitchell maybe to the Knicks. Maybe Quinn Snyder joins him. Package deal. Okay, maybe. But also, I don't know what it's based on. I've been hearing about Donovan Mitchell and the Knicks for the last three years. And then I saw the story that said, um, who would the Knicks be willing to give up to give Don- get Donovan Mitchell? I'm thinking they would give up anybody and Spike Lee to get him. We'll throw in Spike Lee. And then I saw, how about R.J. Barrett? Would they give up R.J. Barrett for Donovan Mitchell? And I go, is this a question? I mean, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's... Really good. R.J. Barrett is getting good. Donovan Mitchell's got four years left on his contract. I don't know. And then I loved it when it's like like, with the Lakers. Okay, who are the Lakers giving up? They're giving up like a a banner? I mean, who? What? (laughs) Oh, I know. Russell Westbrook, that'll do it. That's exactly what the Jazz need. <laughs> I'm thinking, how do we get over the hump? We'll trade Donovan Mitchell. We'd like Russell Westbrook Jr. the third in return. But as far as the Miami Heat, who would the Heat give up? And I don't know what's happening with Utah, but it feels like Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell is not going to be there next year. As far as where either one could be headed, I think it'd be interesting to see what happens with DeAndre Ayton and where he goes as far as Rudy Gobert, if he goes someplace or maybe he stays. And Donovan Mitchell, where does he want to go? I guess the, the quotes from the mothership, he was unnerved by this, surprised by Quinn Snyder. And he might be looking around going, maybe I need to move. Maybe, maybe I need to go too. All right, we'll come up with a poll question. We got our play of the day, stat of the day. Father's Day is coming up. Accessories on sale, danpatrick.com, up to 40% off select items. Got all kinds of great things there. Go to danpatrick.com. Seton, what kind of poll question are we looking at today? Then we'll get to Todd's Game 2 Limerick. We got a bunch here, Dan. Okay. Uh, Well, we could start with what we were just talking about. Would you rather coach the Utah Jazz, the New York Knicks, or the Los Angeles Lakers? Each of them have their own pluses and minuses. Yeah. I th- 
the the problem is the front office. The Lakers front office is too involved. The Knicks front office is too involved. Ownership's too involved. Man. I might sit this out and wait for another job. Maybe I get into TV. We could also change it to, would you rather play for the Utah Jazz, New York Knicks, Los Angeles Lakers? Hmm. Hmm. Well, playing for the Lakers, that's a big deal. Still a big deal. Even though they're going to be a, a marginal playoff team. The Knicks, we look at the Knicks and we go, boy, if they ever recapture that magic, you're going to be famous. Do you know how many decades we've been saying that? But don't you kind of want to be that guy <laughs> that brings the Knicks back? I know, but there have been a lot of guys that were going to bring the Knicks back. I don't know that it's Donovan Mitchell, by the way, but... By the way... You know, remember when they beat the Hawks in one game and guys were taking their shirts off and a parade? It's a playoff game. And I went, what is, wait, you beat the Hawks at home. And they're like, yeah, they're, yeah, this is the way it used to be in the 70s. I'm like, no, 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 not good. Um, I'd rather play for the Lakers. I, I don't want to coach the Lakers, not, not with that team. The Knicks, I don't want to coach that either. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I might stay in Utah. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, you coach the Jazz. You could be skiing in 45 minutes, <laughs> go right up the hill there. Or you could, I mean, There's lakes all over the place. It's a great lifestyle. I don't know if you'd go up the hill. Oh, yeah, right yeah, from no, Salt Lake City. you go up the mountain. Well, you go up the hill, they call it, and take off to a Park City. <laughs> Just roll right up there, man. The team will take care of itself. you got a lot of assistant coaching. That'd be great. I'd love to coach the Jazz. Oh, man. What else do you have, Seaton? All right. Uh, how about who would you bet on to win the NBA Ooh. Finals, Celtics or Warriors? Ooh, sauce. Um, Paul sent over that sauce. The Celtics, I think, are a slight favored. Let me let me see if I have that right with DraftKings. Let's see. Uh, before Game Two, Celtics minus one eighty five to win the title. They're now a slight favorite, minus one fifteen. Golden State is at minus one hundred five. Well, I got I to gotta ride with the Warriors because I picked them at the beginning of the year. But after two games, you can't go wrong with, I don't think, betting on the Boston Celtics. I, I do think that Boston is a better team, can be a better team, I should say, can be a better team. Younger, um, feels like they, they have a, a more well-rounded team. Yes, Eaton. The Celtics seem to have to struggle for every basket, though. I thought Golden State did. I thought Steph had to struggle for his... I mean, he got 29 last night. But he would at least get an open look. Like, the Celtics' main offense seems to be somebody drive to the hoop and then try to kick it out to yeah. whoever might be open. But that's basketball. I mean, that that's what you do. Drive and dish. Drive and kick. Drive, get a three. I mean, that that's what basketball is. Steph had some really nice passes last night. That's what stood out for me. And then you... You know, I can't expect Clay Thompson to be even very good right now. Uh, at times, you've, you, you know, he was trying, and it felt like he was rushing things. He was four for 19. So you really have to have some other guys who aren't used to these moments to step up. Jordan Poole stepped up, played well. Yes, Eden. 
It is pretty remarkable how uh, the Celtics were able to drive to the hoop every time, and somehow the Warriors were able to get all ball every time they slapped that ball away. That that was remarkable. Wow. There wasn't a single foul Rears. in all of that. I think that's you're, amazing. You sound sarcastic. Steph has really stepped up his defense. Rears. That is amazing. <laughs> wow. Not a single foul in all what? those. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, I did wonder about some. Uh, some defense that was played there. Not that there's any bias with the officials. Uh, Draymond Green, part of the story last night, as uh, I thought he should have been tossed. He uh, he would have had his second technical. And, you know, I, I get it. This is what Draymond does. You know, he's not as good at it as Rodman was, but then Rodman is an old-timer at being an instigator, an agitator. Draymond trying to get into the head of Jalen Brown, and I would have tossed him. But you can't have the, uh, well, he's already got one, and we're going to be a little more lenient with him when it comes to his second one. Why? Okay, who decides that you get to a point where you go, um, you're a good player or a, uh, you know, a popular player. We don't want to lose you on a cheap technical here. Like at, at what point do you say you've graduated? See, I don't, I don't like that. Call the game. Don't call the game and go, well, wait a minute. That's Steph. I can't call a foul on him. That's Draymond. We need him. Yeah, Marv. Is that like when you get a foul in the first first quarter and it's the fourth quarter and it's like, that's not a fourth quarter foul. Yeah. Like a foul is a foul. I don't understand that logic. And even listening to the announcers last night, Mark Jackson and uh, Jeff Van Gundy, uh, you know, Steve Jaffe, the former official, he's works for uh, ABC ESPN. He came in and said, you know, you got to be aware of who's got one technical. Why? That's not fair to the Boston Celtics. Like if that was Jordan Poole, what happens? If that was Wiggins, what happens? If that was Looney, what happens? Gone. Yes, Eden. Because that gives Draymond Green basically a free pass to say, you know what, as long as I don't punch anybody, these dudes aren't going to throw me out. Yes, Fritzy. And is that an NBA Finals decision you think the refs made, or is it a home court favored decision or a combination of both of those? Feels like it's standard procedure with playoff basketball, NBA Finals basketball, I'm guessing. I mean, it sounded like that with Steve Jabby, longtime NBA official. And I go, how do you call something in the moment like that? It's so reactionary. It's split second. You can't go... Hey, I'm going to call the... Fa- oh, it's Draymond. I, that's going to be a tech... Oh, it's Draymond. It, you can't do that. Like preferential treatment, I know. Basketball's been littered with preferential treatment. Draymond Green doesn't earn preferential treatment. Jalen Brown is better than Draymond Green. Do we give Jalen Brown preferential treatment? It's silly. Yeah, Paul. This is one of the oldest arguments in sports. Should referees referee differently in the fourth quarter or in situations? A lot of people disagree with you guys on this one, that in a fourth quarter, a a foul should be truly apparent, and the ref should try not to influence the game in one way or the other. People say, you're influencing the game by not making the call because that means you're hurting the other team. But this seems like standard procedure with referees, especially in basketball. But that wasn't a fourth quarter call last night with Draymond Green. That was first half. Jaffe was saying, the former ref was saying, trying not to influence the game by removing a player. You're influencing the game by trying not to influence the game. That's silly. 
Yes, Tony. And if he didn't have a previous technical foul, that same play, they're going to call it technical, but it's the fact that that would have kicked him out. That was, to me, the whole difference. If that would have been his first, he called that. First of all, I don't even like the foul called on Draymond because if you watch, Jalen Brown starts to fall down. He's not even, you know, Draymond goes up and then he starts to fall down. Draymond falls on top of him. But once he falls on top of him, you put your feet on his back and then you push him and then you grab his pants. (laughs) Like, go! Get out of here! Gone! And I picked Golden State to win the finals. But that's silly. Yeah, Paul. But Draymond does it in a, such a slow, methodical, mm-hmm. non-threatening way. Like a he, cute way. He's acting like he's getting up, then he grabs his shorts, and he's like, "Oh, I'm having a steak in his hand." It, it's it's pure acting. It's yeah. fantastic. Yes, he he somehow Draymond Green is able to put his shoulder under Grant Williams' armpit mm-hmm. and drive him to the ground. Mm-hmm. And the officials who don't want to influence the game, by the way, of course, are like that's Fallon Williams. How? This program brought to you by Sincoro Tequila. It's delicious. In fact, I was watching the game last night, had my cigar. I was acting like Michael Jordan. This is Mike's tequila. So uh, Sincoro Tequila, delicious, ultra smooth, naturally rich tequila. Best enjoyed neat on the rocks, slice of orange, or maybe your favorite cocktail. Perfect toast to a life well played. Drink responsibly, 2022 Sincoro Tequila, 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Cinco Spirits Group, LLC, Miami, Florida. We'll take a break, settle on our poll question. Phone calls are welcome every Monday. Best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. When we come back, I don't know if this will keep you. Todd has his game to Limerick. We'll have that for you next Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. 
like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I mentioned I went to an art exhibit, uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat, and it was in New York yesterday. And uh, a lot of the works that uh, were collected from his uh, sisters and uh, his estate, and they showed these. A lot of uh, uh, pieces of art had not been shown publicly before, so it's a very interesting uh, exhibit. And uh, he had a run. I was in New York. I'd just gotten to New York, and I just started to hear about him in the mid-80s, I think from 82 to around, I think he died in 88 uh, at age 27 of a drug overdose. And uh, you just heard about him. Uh, there were profiles on him. Then he started hanging around with Andy Warhol. He dated Madonna, uh, who didn't. Hello. And, uh, you know, some of his art goes for $100 million. Paulie had a poll question attached to this, apparently. Uh, I was not aware of this. What is the poll question? So Jean-Michel Basquiat died young, and he was, gets more famous every year. His stuff goes up more. Which, I guess, artist, celebrity, uh, performer, mm. their image benefited the most, or their or you know legacy benefited the most of them passing away early, mm. unfortunately. Okay. Like uh, Jim Morrison of the Doors. Well, how popular was he before he passed away compared to after? Or Kurt Cobain and... Mm. There's actors like that too. James Dean, he had only released one movie before he passed away, while he was still alive. He had just shot the second one, and that came out after he died? I, I think he died in like September of 55. His second movie was released the weekend he passed away. Mm. Then his third movie was released a year after he passed away. He was not that famous before he died, Okay, for, for example. All right. That's kind of a dark poll question. Yeah, well, you brought it up. That's got to be the leader, though. Well, no, I didn't bring up to have a poll question. I just meant I went to see this art exhibit. But think it, about that. that. There's a 27-year-old guy. You're, you're spending your weekend checking out his stuff. That's, he's got an enduring legacy. Yeah. And yeah. I think Kurt Cobain's that way. He's, I think people listen to his music now. Look, again, Eddie Vedder, Kurt Cobain, guys like that came up at the same time. Their bands had similar popularity. Mm-hmm. And look at the difference in the coverage of these people. Right. Yeah, see I would think with Kurt Cobain, though, now granted I'm a way bigger Nirvana fan than Pearl Jam, they at least, like, Nirvana knocked 
Michael Jackson out of the top Billboard spot. You know, Pearl Jam never did that. So Nirvana was already a huge thing, and then he died. Whereas, say, uh, uh, who were we just talking about that they had uh, one film released? Um, James Dean. James Dean. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, his whole legacy started really after he was dead. Feels like Jim Morrison benefited. Well, I don't say that. His estate benefited from from him dying. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Hendrix bigger after he died. Yeah, I I understand that. Yeah, more. I'd probably put Bob Marley in that. I don't want to put Biggie and Tupac because they were already at the top of the food chain yeah. in their uh in their profession before they died. So Bob Marley. Yeah, Paul. There's certain athletes that are in this category. Len Bias died at I think twenty two or twenty three yeah. and, and he still talked about and he didn't even play one game professionally. Roberto Clemente still gets talked about a lot. Now he was a household name when he played, but with the Pirates, he wasn't a Yankee or a Dodger. I think his legacy is bigger after his, his passing. Well, he was—he um, had just had his three thousandth hit against the Mets. I think John Matlack, and uh, he ended the season with three thousand. And then there was—he uh, was taking supplies. I think hurricane relief and uh, the plane plane crash on New Year's Eve. Yes, he, Weeks just had a really good one. The band Sublime, they got gigantic after the lead singer died, and they had just they had a good run of sort of like an underground buzz. Yeah, um, and then I think that they had just signed to a major. They had already recorded this album that went on to just be absolutely gigantic. And between the recording of that album and I think the release of the album, the lead singer died, hmm. and it just it blew up. It was huge. I'm vaguely familiar with Sublime. Vaguely. You hear Santeria. And I think you know the song. Yeah. Right? I don't practice Santeria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul. Buddy Holly was, I, I'm sure, Ooh. a very popular yeah. young rock star. But, yeah. I mean, he died when he's still up and coming. By the way, I saw, I always keep an eye on these things. Um, Wayne Gretzky's final Edmonton Oilers jersey sold for $1.45 million. Um, that's the most ever paid for a hockey jersey. Uh, 1.3 million is the previous high. Kobe Bryant rookie season jersey sold at auction for 2.7 million dollars. Um, let's see. The buyer wished to remain anonymous, as did the seller who had the jersey for 25 years. They had estimated that the jersey would fetch between three million and five million dollars. Another one of uh, Kobe's rookie jerseys went for $3.69 million last year. The autographed yellow game-worn jersey, the highest price ever for a basketball jersey. Uh, let's see. Um, so if I could, well, I would take Kobe's if I could get a rookie jersey uh, worn by Kobe. Oh, this is this is the final jersey for uh, Wayne during the 1987-88 playoff run. The Oilers won their fourth Stanley Cup title. Um, I have a I have a Wayne Ranger jersey autographed by Wayne. I have a Kobe uh, All Star jersey that's autographed, but it's autographed to the White Mamba. So I don't know if. I'm not selling any of these jerseys in here, but I got that one. I got a Marino one, a Barry Sanders one, Brett Favre one, 
a couple of Tom Brady's. See, Brady did the smart thing. He said to Dan, therefore, I can't sell it unless somebody named Dan wants to buy it. Yes, Paul. I like that we look for niche jerseys that other people might not want. Yeah. Didn't we ask Mike Piazza? He was on the Dodgers. He got traded to the Florida Marlins for, I think, a week. Yeah, we wanted his jersey. He played He played five games, had 19 at-bats. Like, do you have any Marlins jerseys left over? I know. Well, the Danian Tomlinson was supposed to sign with the Vikings. And then I said, and he got, he got a jersey. He didn't play for him. I said, can I have that jersey? And he said, yeah, I'll give you that jersey. Uh, Brent Berry, we wanted the warm-up pants that he wore during the slam dunk contest. And he keeps saying, yeah, when I get back home, my home in California, I'm going to get those. That's been like five years. I'm going to guess we're not going to get those. I have a Piazza bat over here that he sent me. I have a couple of Mark McGuire autograph bats in here. We got random stuff. Random stuff. But it's, it's valuable to us. I mean, we, we care about this. The Ryan Leaf jersey. Now, that's worth money. Ryan Leaf, it, he had been drafted by the Colts. That was the jersey that he was going to get. They were shooting promos, he and Peyton Manning, and just in case if uh, the Colts were going to take Ryan Leaf, and there was debate in their draft room who was if they were going to take him or not, that was the jersey that he had. And then he kept it, and then I don't know why he gave it to us. Yeah, Paul. We had Ryan on going back to about, oh, geez, 13, 14 years ago, yeah. and he wasn't doing a lot of interviews back then because he would only be called, like, for NFL Bust Week, they would call Ryan Leaf, and he's like, I'm done with that. But we convinced him to come on our show. We developed a relationship, and you asked him about, tell me something about the draft I don't know. And he said, well, I actually shot promos in both jerseys. And you asked if he had the jersey. He goes, I think it's in a storage facility up in Montana or Idaho or somewhere. Mm. And he went and found it and sent it to us. Yeah. That was a good 10, 12 years ago. Uh, I have Abby Wombach, uh, her, her socks, her, her uh, I guess they're socks, World Cup socks, her, her last uh, event that she played in. I only have one of Shaq's shoes. He had Reeboks. I got one, and I got one Tim Duncan shoe after they won the uh, NBA title against the Knicks. So I, I have random stuff. Uh, Denny Hamlin's steering wheel. When he won Daytona, he sent me the steering wheel. That's cool. Yeah. I wanted the car, but uh, he sent me the steering wheel. Is Grant Hill going to join us today, Todd? Uh, his PR still trying to find him. Hmm. Like, is this a bigger story that we've lost Grant Hill? Uh, hopefully he's fine and they just uh, maybe dozed off. They're trying to find He uh, dozed off. He was on the West Coast uh, yesterday. Oh, that's right. So maybe yeah. he took a red eye. and. Oh, okay. Yeah, Paul. I don't have Grant Hill, but I can get you a 1999-2000 Grant Hill game-worn Detroit Pistons jersey mm. for only uh, $600 is an initial bet. Okay. Is it an auction? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's when they had the Pistons had that kind of cartoon look. With the aqua, mm. which is now cool, but people hated at the time. Did you guys see the Colorado Rockies jerseys? That I don't know how long they used them for, but completely different color scheme, and had the mountains in it. You either love them or you hate them. I thought they were great looking, like it was just fun. But you know, I. Not sure if uh, other people agree. Yeah, Pauline. So it's green pants, white belt, which is gorge, and then uh, the Rockies in green, Colorado in white, yeah. and then white tops with the mountain. Okay, what do you think? First look. Awesome. Okay. Amazing. 
Yeah, yeah really sweet. Marv, you're you're in on? I'm in. They're amazing. Yeah, I liked it. And I and I'm not usually one of those, but it's not like I'm tied to the Rockies jerseys. Like I got a man, uh, come on. You're uh, bastardizing the old Rocky uniforms. Yeah, Paul. It's a nod to the uh, Colorado license plates, which has green with white. Well, that's right. Yeah, I like that. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Grant Hill's got a new book out. It's a memoir. Well, you know it's important if it's a memoir called Game on sale tomorrow. Wherever books are sold, the uh, Hall of Famer 
was in San Francisco for the Celtics Warriors, joins us this morning from New York City. Did you know you were almost traded for Kobe Bryant? No. <laughs> and I, I don't know, you know, there's so much stuff that's out there nowadays, Dan. I don't know if that's entirely true or not. Um, and the reason I say that, I was a I was a pending free agent. And you would think if if they were really seriously going to trade for me, they would want to know if I would resign with them and this being the LA Lakers. And so I never heard that. I don't remember that. Um, it could have been the case, but I, 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 it sounds a little, it sounds that maybe Phil Jackson might've been interested in the idea, but nothing ever, you know, nothing ever came of it further than, than him, you know, sort of maybe pushing for it you on were, the Lakers side. Kobe was only 22 at the time. You were 26, but Phil, um, I guess he had to he had to have second thoughts on this, but he wasn't sure if he wanted to keep Kobe, and uh, he benched him, and uh, that I guess that he uh, he thought about trading for you. That that's what I right. that's the information. Yeah, no, and I've heard that. I've heard that. Oh, okay. but I, I don't remember. I don't remember that being something um, back in the day, and you know, my Detroit years, ever hearing that news. Do you remember the first time you played against Kobe? Um, yes, I do. I had a great game too. Um, he, he was, um, he was coming off the bench. It was his rookie year. Dale Harris was coaching. They were playing in the forum and, uh, we played them and I had like, like 34, 15 and 14. We went to overtime. You know, he, he, he was, you could see the talent, uh, and you could see the, 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 the upside, but you know, he was still coming off the bench. He wasn't the player that he ultimately became. The big jump, the big leap for Kobe was from his first year to his second year. His second year, think about it, he was coming off the bench and was voted as an all-star starter <laughs> in that game in New York uh, where he was matched up with Jordan. Um, I met him for the first time, though, when he was in high school, and uh, we played uh, the Sixers in the old Spectrum, and he came by our shoot-around with his father during his senior year and Doug Collins was our coach and Doug played with his dad in Philly back in the early eighties. And so I met him then and I knew about him because Duke was recruiting him. So I'm here, I'm trying to push in, you know, you know, push Duke on him and like, Hey, you should think about Duke and this, that, and the other, and he's thinking about the NBA. So, um, but nah, he was uh, a great, great talent and sorely missed. Um, I've been, kind of struggling with this last night with Draymond Green, that Steve Javi during the broadcast said, officials are aware if somebody has one technical and you want to give them a little bit more leeway that you adjust. And this is before they decided they weren't going to team up for the play against Jalen Brown. Help me understand this. That, like, do players want this? That, that you don't want hey, we don't want to change the outcome of this game, but you're changing it because you're allowing Draymond to stay in and maybe you officiate him differently than you do somebody else. I think players only want it when it positively impacts their team. <laughs> so uh, I think for last night, Golden State, yeah. Look, when all that was happening and I was in the back with Steve Smith and Shaq and Dennis Scott for NBA TV, we knew that he wasn't going to get that tech. We knew he was going to stay in the game. 
And, um, you know, it's, it's, would you have given just, him a technical grant? If, if that was his first technical, not his second, would you have given him a technical? I think being objective, Dan, and, and looking at the situation uh, and understanding the rules and going by that, the rule book, I think he deserved it, warranted a tech. But, you know, I think we all understand the name of the game and, and how it's played. And, mm. um, you know, it, 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 you know, so, and I think he kind of knows that, like he played, you know, he, he knows that, you know, I got to go above and beyond to get thrown out here in this game. And, uh, and he, and I think he kind of used it to his advantage there in that game. Cause he was, he was the agitator all night for golden state, which they needed yeah. and it helped. And his presence, I think really set the tone, particularly on defense. But how many times did you guard Jordan and get whistled for a foul, even though you didn't foul him? I didn't guard Jordan a lot. I'll tell you the other way around, where he would guard me and foul to you or whatever. (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, y'all didn't see that? I told the officials, like, y'all can't be fans. He's got enough fans in the building. You got to be official. Man, Jordan, I mean, Jordan, look, we all, look, Jordan's my GOAT. He's my greatest of all time. And uh, and he competed on both ends of the floor, but he got away with a lot. Yeah, I know. And I'm gonna tell you that I got away with a lot. And so when I was in Detroit, I had a certain reputation and respect, and I could get calls. But then I went through the injuries and all, and then later on, I'm I'm a role player in Phoenix. <laughs> I'm not getting those calls. I'm thinking to myself, hold up, y'all used to give me that call. Yeah. And so they they know who's new. They 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 know who's who. And, uh, and they will adapt, I think, uh, accordingly. Grant Hill's new memoir, Game, is on sale tomorrow, wherever books are sold. Toughest topic that you had to talk about was what? <clears throat> I, I think two things. One, I think being vulnerable about, you know, my insecurities, my lack of confidence, you know, just sort of laying out there, warts and all, you know, particularly high school, college, um, I think that was tough. And, that, and I think giving a detailed account of my injuries. Um, you know, one of the things, and I, and I talk about it in the book, you know, Coach K used to always tell us, um, next play. That was one of his mantras, next play. So regardless of what happens on the court, good or bad, move on to the next play. Keeps you in the moment, keeps you present, uh, keeps you focused. Well, I kind of live that way. And so going through those injuries, I didn't like dwell. I didn't like have a pity party. I kept thinking, okay, what do I have to do to be better? What do I have to do to get back? Okay. I got a, I got a crutch walk. I got to use crutches for three months. I'm going to get stronger. Like, you know, everything was just sort of to get through it and to ultimately try to come back. And I think the process of going back and living in that moment, and, and really trying to like, okay, what what was I feeling? What was happening? And unpacking all of that, like that was actually hard. And and at moments, and, and, and at times made me upset because I felt like, you know, I felt like the medical community let me down. And I felt like I was on this incredible trajectory and as good as things were, they could have been better. And I never really got a chance to see that through. So sort of living, you know, I almost had my leg amputated. Like, you know, people don't know the story at all in terms of what happened. Um, and, and so to be able to kind of go through that, on one hand, it was, I think, ultimately liberating and therapeutic. 
but it was hard to do in terms of executing. Who's going to be most upset by what's written in this book? <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I, I, and I felt like this, I had to be authentic and honest and transparent. But I, I had a, you know, my junior year at Duke was not smooth sailing. And I, I talk about some of my issues and angst and, and you know, and, and a frustration with Coach K. And um, I, I get into that. And, you know, a lot of it had to do with me being hurt and, and not being able to play. Um, but, you know, I'm a little worried, like, you know, coach is going to, you know, he may not know all of this and he may not know, you know, that I was thinking all of this. It was going through my mind. And, and, um, and so I was very, very nervous about that. And this is how people, but I felt like it's important to put that all out there. And as great as those years were at Duke and magical years, and we had great success, you know, as my wife says, it's not all rainbows and lollipops. And uh, there were moments of tension. And so to share that um, was, was something I was nervous about and nervous, more, more, you know, more nervous about how Coach K would receive that. And now I did give him the book and he wrote a blurb, but I'm not sure if he read that or not. <laughs> the, the book is called Game. It's uh, from Grant Hill on sale tomorrow, wherever books are sold. Great to catch up with you again. And uh, thanks as always, Grant. I appreciate you, Dan. Thank you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To to start listening.